Board Round, session number 34. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I am joined again with Dr. Mike Natter. You can find him on Instagram. His username is Mike.Natter. That's N-A-T-T-E-R. Help him pass that 100,000 follower mark. He's, he's creeping up there. Today, we have a great episode all about DVTs, deep vein thromboses. Dr. Mike Natter, back for some more board rounds. How are you doing today? I'm living the dream. Living the dream. What is living the dream for a third-year resident? No, another day in Paris. I, what I do is I, I say I'm living the dream, and I say I'm having a wonderful time. And so what you do is you trick yourself into feeling that way. That's <laughs> Fake it till you make it. You fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's 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 the dream. All right. <laughs> well, what is what does the dream have in store for us today? We got some cardiology in store today, Ryan. All right, more cardiology, my favorite. Let's go ahead and Get jump excited. in with the question. All right, we have a forty-five-year-old male who's presenting for evaluation of weakness and decreased sensation in his left lower extremity. His symptoms began eight hours ago. Five days earlier, he was diagnosed with a deep vein thrombosis, what we like to call a DVT in the biz, and was discharged home on a low molecular weight heparin. However, he has been non-compliant with his treatment. His vital signs are as follows. He has a temperature of 98.4 degrees Fahrenheit. His pulse is 85 a minute. It's regular. He has a blood pressure of 135 over 85. His exam reveals fixed splitting of S2 on cardiac auscultation. Mm. His strength testing is only two out of five in his left lower extremity, and he has a diminished fine touch and proprioceptive sensation in his left lateral leg, foot, and ankle. Laboratory studies are within normal limits, including his platelets. His EKG shows a normal sinus rhythm. Cranial MRI reveals a probable ischemic stroke in the distribution of a right anterior cerebral artery. An EKG shows dilation of the right atrium and ventricle. Which of the following most likely caused his presentation? Oh, okay. You want, some, you want some answer choices? Yeah, I would love some answer choices. Let's, let's dig in. So is it A, thrombotic occlusion, B, paradoxical embolism, C, factor V-laden mutation, D, Heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, also known as HIT, or E, aseptic embolus. Wow. That's okay. So this guy obviously had something shoot up. I mean, the, the, I don't know if the, the language I'm using is right, but the, I read... Shoot up is good. I like shoot up. Yeah, I, I read cranial MRI reveals probable ischemic stroke. I'm like, oh, something shot up his his carotids. Uh, yes, and is, is I like this. Yes, yes. Killing something. Um, so, I mean, I go to the answer choices. Factor 5, uh, Leiden, or Leiden. Um, I'm like, that's just out, out, out of this, like uh scenario i'm like they didn't talk about any of this stuff so i'm just gonna throw that one out there 
Okay. Septic embolus. I think of septic. I think somebody's sick and he doesn't appear sick uh, mm-hmm. as no, far I, as I with that. fevers and pulse and blood pressure and stuff. So I'm going to throw out E as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, heparin induced thrombocytopenia. That's a um, mouthful. Yeah. So hits, it, it mentioned his platelets were okay. And I think platelets would be affected with that. That's exactly correct. So yeah, what, what that is, is uh, your body creates antibodies to the heparin, which then attack the platelets. And you have uh, exactly what the, the term says, thrombocytopenia, thrombo being platelets, cyto mm-hmm. meaning the, th- the platelet cells, and then penia meaning low, and his platelets are normal. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have uh, C, D, and E out. So I'm back to my 50-50, which uh, thrombotic occlusion and paradoxical embolism. So thrombotic occlusion, uh, I'm not really sure what that means. Obviously, he has a DVT, so he has a thrombus, right? So I think it's like, ooh, that, that's going to trigger students to go to A because they're like, oh, thrombus, thrombotic occlusion. But just to me, like knowing the brain just a little bit because my wife's a neurologist, so therefore I'm a neurologist. Um, this, this just screams like something shot up, right? <laughs> the language that I use, it shot up the brain, which would be an embolus. So I'd go with B. That's correct. That's very good. And your logic is, is really spot on. And I do want to agree with you that I think A is kind of a misleading kind of nebulous answer choice. That's maybe not the, the fairest of things to throw in there, but because we, we always want to look for the best answer choice. So maybe there's something else that could explain the symptoms, but this is the best answer choice. And the, the stem of the question is leading us to this for so many reasons. So let's back up. You have a 45 year old guy who has a DVT. Yep. So what is a DVT? So DVT is just a blood clot in one of the veins down in your legs. And whenever you think DVT, who, um, uh, the, who, the students that are listening to this DVT, you should always, always, always the next thing on the apex of your tongue, if you will, should be PE. DVT yep. and PE are kind of like these, these sisters that come together. And so a PE is a pulmonary embolus. So anytime I have a patient who comes in with a DVT, my worst fear is that that's going to break off and embolize. And an embolus is basically just a, a, a thrombus that got loose and to use Ryan's terms, shot up. So normally what will happen if you trace that circulation, if I have a DVT, so I have my thrombus, it breaks off, it embolizes, it shoots up into the venous system, it should come into the heart. So it enters into the right side of the heart. And then if you have a normal anatomy, that would then get stuck in the lungs. Because as you get into the lungs from the right ventricle, the lungs have the smaller and smaller and smaller blood vessels to then have your gas exchanges. And boom, you've just smacked that that clot right in there. And then you will have all the signs of a PE, which I believe he had at some point, which would be a right heart strain. You can typically see things on EKG. You would have hypoxia. You can have a little bit of hemoptysis. You'd have um, all of these symptoms of, of what would be classical PE. But this gentleman has an ASD. So we referred to this in, a, in our previous question, but anytime that you have a defect in between chambers of the heart, you're going to have disruption of blood flow where the blood is going to go into areas that you wouldn't expect it. So basically we are connecting our venous blood and our arterial blood before we get it to the lungs. And therefore that clot made its way to the other side of the heart, bypassing the lungs, going up into our systemic circulation and shooting up into the carotids, up into the cerebral hemispheres causing the stroke. So it's called paradoxical for that reason where you don't expect it to be because a normal anatomy wouldn't allow that. 
I mean, in you say there's an ASD, is that because of that fixed splitting of S2? Is that is that a classic ASD? Correct. So okay. typically this is going to be what's called a PFO or a patent formin ovale. Patent just means open instead yep. of closed. And formin ovale is that embryologic hole in between the two atria that you would have as a kid. And then normally will kind of close up. Although surprisingly, a large percentage or not a large, but some percentage of the adult population will just have a small little PFO, a little patent formin ovale. Yeah. It's, it's so cute. Look at It's look adorable. At it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then people like this show up and they have uh, uh, stroke symptoms and you're like, Oh, <laughs> you have a hole in your heart. That is not, yeah, you got, you got something going on and it's actually the, the diagnostic workup is actually kind of interesting where we, we will inject agitated saline mm-hmm. um, and we agitate the saline to, to do what's called a bubble study. We're creating yeah. bubbles in the saline. And then when we push those bubbles through, we then do an echo of the heart and we try and see if we could find the bubble go from one side of the heart to the other side of the heart before going to the lungs. Very interesting stuff. Okay. So, uh, so paradoxical embolism, uh, right choice here, the thrombotic occlusion, again, that's just kind of a general, right? You have a thrombus somewhere. Uh, and, and if paradoxical embolism wasn't here, sure, maybe it could have been a thrombotic occlusion. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Um, so not, not the best answer, but, uh, not, not needed here. Uh, let's go through the other answer choices and, and find out. Uh, we, we talked about D already, the heparin-induced thrytosom- thrombocytopenia. His mm-hmm. platelets were normal, so that's obvious. The septic embolus we talked about, he's not sick, so we would assume he would be sick in that case. And then the, the factor five mutation, uh, can you talk through that, what that might look yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. So uh, a factor five latent mutation, and I, I believe, uh, uh, please scrub this if I'm wrong, but it, it is a genetic mutation that um, essentially makes you prothrombotic. So yep. you're more likely to create clots. Yeah. Um, and, you know, typically you would, they would have uh, a lot of these kind of thrombotic events kind of throughout life. Um, again, like it's very feasible that this is a gentleman that could have had a factor five laden, but it doesn't fit as well, given that he has an ASD and a DVT. Yeah. If he just had a DVT, you could say maybe he's got factor five laden and that's kind of predisposing him to clotting and that could be the case. But because the rest of the question is really kind of uh, steering us towards something else and because we don't have a family history that, you yeah. know, everyone in the family has clots, they would direct you in the in the STEM really to to know that this is a genetic uh, mutation. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went there. That's where I would have gone is, is they would have mentioned like mom died at whatever with from a from some sort of PE or something right? Exactly. To, to lead to some uh, familial issue there. Awesome. Uh, any last minute thoughts on on uh, our fun paradoxical embolism today? Um, I think that might be it. All right. So there you have it. Another great episode for you. If you're looking for some more help with your board prep, which let's be honest, you can never have too much help with your board prep as the board becomes more and more important in getting the specialty of your choice. Go to boardvitals.com. Check out their amazing QBanks for both USMLE Step 1 and Comlex Level 1. You can use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off of that QBank purchase as well. Again, that's boardvitals.com. Their amazing QBank, which is constantly being revamped, and a a full new product is coming soon to help you even more. Again, boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. 
This is MedEd Media.